You are now listening to Changing Lives, a podcast presented by Mount Gilead Full Gospel International Ministries, hosted by co-pastor Elena Robertson. Welcome to Changing Lives. We are changing lives with the Word of God. And we're going to get into the Word of God as usual, and we know that the Word will change our lives. And so, because it's quick and powerful, it's sharper than any two-edged sword. So, I'm thankful for the Word of God. I love the Word, and I embrace the Word of God. And I pray the same uh, for you, that you love the Word, and um, that you never grow tired of hearing the Word, receiving the Word, speaking the Word. (laughs) all of that. Okay. Meditating on the word. It is our saving grace. Glory to God. And so as you have tuned in with me, this is um, going to be a a time where we're going to focus in on mental health. We've gone through mental health week this week, and um, uh, I'm going to continue in that vein as I talked in the previous podcast dealing with mental health, worry, and stress. Today, we're going to talk about mental health and anxiety. And you say, aren't they all the same? Well, no, not really. Um, I really went into depth dealing with the worry and stress. And so I want to encourage you to go back, but I'll give you a little review um, with worry. Worry deals mostly with dealing with the mind where there's negative um, uh, thoughts or uncertainty that's repetitively uh, mulling in your mind, just turning in your mind, things that could possibly go wrong. Doesn't mean it has gone wrong, but it's just a possibility. And, but yet you're thinking on the thoughts of what could go wrong. And um, so when it becomes repetitive and obsessive, that's when it's uh, not a good place. Okay. And so, um, but, and then stress is, it deals, it, it takes thoughts um but the thoughts have a more physical effect on you. And the stress also comes a lot from uh, uh, environmental stress, um, things that may have already happened. Okay. Um, And so there's, so you can see the difference where the stress is what you already are going through, um, whether it be uh, traumatic things, loss of a loved one, uh, something uh, could be a, traumatic injury that has happened to you or illness. Uh, it could be, uh, um, you know, loss of a job, um, just a number of different things that may have happened to you that caused life to just change and pretty much kind of sort of turn your world upside down or have you in this position where it's constantly pressuring you, um, you know, uh, to handle it or to deal with it. Okay. And so that's in a nutshell dealing with stress. And so we have certainly learned a lot in that podcast about uh, worry and stress. And so I want to encourage you to go back and listen to it. Um, As we talk about anxiety, um, again, it's in the word of God. And as I mentioned in the previous podcast, worry is mentioned in the Bible. Uh, Stress is not necessarily mentioned, but of course, you know that it was there. Okay. Um, you know, I think about David when David, uh, was dealing with the outward pressure of Saul coming after him. Uh, and, um, and so he was in the, in the, in the, in the cave of Abdullah (laughs) hiding from, 
from from Saul. So that's the reality. That was a that was outside pressure coming in at him uh, because Saul was out for his life. And so and there's many other stories uh, that we can see that stress was definitely a reality uh, in the Bible and in the Bible days. Um, but in particular, as we look through the Word of God, we see that specifically God deals with anxiety and he deals with it repeatedly um, because he knew that we have an enemy that would repeatedly and relentlessly try to uh, overcome us with the cares of the world, with circumstances, with situations, with thoughts, reasonings, all of those things to get us in a place where we're not able to reap the promises of God and to live an abundant, prosperous, happy, peaceful life. That's how the enemy is. He doesn't want us to have all that God has available for us. He doesn't want us to walk in it. He doesn't want us to live in it. Why? Because misery loves company, right? Okay, because we know that he's forever in, in, in hell, you know, and he wants us to live a life where we're in turmoil, we're in hell, we're rejected. All of those things that he he is dealing with now. He wants us to be sucked up in that. And so, but we thank God that we serve a God who, who is able to keep us from falling and who loves us and cares for us. And in, even in our weaknesses, he's there for us to, to save us, to rescue us, to, to snatch us out of the pit that the enemy wants to, uh, capture us and hold us captive in for the rest of our lives. And so, um, so, so my prayer is that, you know, you will open up your hearts to, to see if you have fallen prey to anxiety. And some of you already know I'm, I'm dealing with it and I can't shake it. And, um, I need answers. You're, you're, you're at a place of desperation. And I'm here to tell you that, I'm not the answer, but God is the answer. And I have the answer for you um, and it's found in God. And so as I just share a few things um, about anxiety, and again, it's really taken those twins, worry and stress, and it's kind of like <laughs> it is taking it to the extreme, okay? And I think that all of us to a certain degree, or really we can identify with uh, worry and we can't identify with stress. Okay. Because it presents itself to all of us. We're not exempt from it, but we certainly can, uh, uh, um, be delivered from it, or we certainly can position ourselves by our discipline and our recognition of who God is in our lives. We certainly can, can, um, don't have to participate in it. Okay. And so as we deal with, uh, anxiety. Let me just share a few things about anxiety, so that um, we can locate where or where you are, or locate where you may have a loved one that's dealing with it. I know I have a few loved ones that um, are dealing with um, anxiety, and I'm here to tell you, even though we live in a day and age where it certainly can be justified why there's so much anxiety in the earth today, it doesn't give an excuse for us to stay in this state. It's not okay. And I know that every 
every fiber of your being should be screaming that I don't want to stay here. And if you really don't want to stay in that state, then then I'm going to share with you some things of how you can uh, uh, come up out of that and how uh, you can get the deliverance that you need uh, in order to, to be victorious and to defeat anxiety. Okay. So, so don't be okay with it. Don't be comfortable with it. Don't, don't think that, okay, because everybody else is going through it. No, that should not be your, your indicator that, you know, you, you have to deal with this for the rest of your life. It doesn't matter what everybody else is going through. If you're a child of God, and even if you're not, you can, you can give your life to God and you can reap all the benefits that God has for you. And I'm telling you, anxiety is no where to be found as a benefit that comes from our heavenly father. So if you want deliverance from anxiety, whether you're saved or not, you can get deliverance. You just got to be willing to, to, to receive what I'm telling you, to put it into action and to be committed to it. You know, um, so many times we want something so bad, but we're not willing to put in the work or to go through the process to get what it takes to receive the victory that we need to have. And, uh, sadly, you know, we, we got enough knowledge. We really do, because a lot of times, you know, I'm sharing scriptures that, you know, for Christians that we've heard all our lives. Uh, we've heard in Bible study, we've heard in Sunday school, we've heard, in, you know, in service, you know, we read it, we meditate on it, but still we have it where we've fallen prey to anxiety. And so I don't want you to be condemned but I want you to be convicted to the place where um, you're willing to do something about it. Okay. Cause condemnation shuts you down and renders you inoperative where you are condemned to the place where you can't move. You can't produce, you can't um, you know, there's no mobility, you're stagnant um, and, and you're in shame. And that's not what I'm here to bring, but I am here to provoke you to recognize that, it's in your hands to allow the shift to take place. And so when conviction comes, don't brush it off. Don't, don't, you know, wrestle with it and, you know, try to swindle you out of it. Conviction comes where it pricks your heart and it tells you that's you, but, it, but, but you can get delivered from this and it, it and, 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 and you have to be willing to say, okay, I not only want deliverance, I'm going to go through the steps and stages that it takes to be delivered. Okay. So, um, so that's my prayer for, for you, um, for your loved ones. And so I know that you'll share this message with, with those who are, are dealing with it. Okay. So when you deal with anxiety, as I said, you know, it's, it's, it takes the twins worry and stress. And um, so it not only just deals with the mind, it deals with the mind and the body. It consumes you, okay? And it takes a toll on your health, all right? And it's 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 an unsettling uh, feeling all the time. It's it's not every now and then, but it's all the time. You you feel like there's no footing, there's no stability, um, there's a fear about the future, um, and it doesn't leave you. It's like you, you can't sleep um, when when if you do happen to fall off or those you wake up thinking about being fear and tormented by 
whatever these things are that has caused the anxiety to come upon you. So it's a restlessness. I mean, you you may lay down, you may even fall asleep, but even you, you have nightmares, you, you're restless, you can't sleep all through the night. You get up, you get down, you, you know, you have to watch TV um, in the middle of the night to kind of calm you or, or, you, or, you, or you find something, you know, um, to do to, to kind of, uh, uh, help you to pass the time, um, but it's it's chronic, it's it's relentless, it's restless, um, and you know I say this it's it's like you've taken a full time job with anxiety to be an anxiety. It's full time. It does. It's not here and there. It's not a couple hours here or there. It's full time. It's nonstop. Okay, and that's not God's best. I've heard this quote from Billy Graham. It says. At its best, anxiety distracts us from our relationship with God and the truth that he is Lord of heaven and earth. Oh, my goodness. He is Lord of heaven and earth. So anxiety at its best distracts us from who our God is because anxiety says that God is not enough. Anxiety says that God is not great. Anxiety says that God can't do it, that God is not able. That's what anxiety does. Anxiety says that God does, is not peace. He does not give peace. Anxiety says that, you know, um, um, that he's not Lord of all, that he's not the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, that he does not hold all power in his hand. This is what anxiety is 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 crying out and 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 spilling out in our lives and declaring. You know, you may say, "Well, no, that, that's not how I think." But but when you take uh, allow anxiety to overtake your life, that's what it's declaring over your life. That's a mouthful. I mean, when you think about it, oh my goodness. That's what anxiety is declaring over your life. And I'm here to tell you that, that God, you, I mean, you, God is great. He's awesome. He's magnificent. There's nobody greater than him. No one. There's a banner that, that he waves over us. His banner is victory. His banner is peace. His banner is, 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 is just, it's greatness. His, his banner is success, but, but anxiety will wave a banner to say defeated. You know, it's, it's like that, 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 that flag that says that you wave that says, I give up. Anxiety says, I give up. I give up on the promises of God. I give up on the ability, the might, the power of God. That's what anxiety says, you know? And so, so, it's something to think about. So, so think about it, even though you may in your heart of hearts know who God is, believe who he is. Now you got to let that become your reality more than what you have focused in on that has caused this anxiety to overtake your life and run you down. Okay. You have allowed the, the lies of the enemy 
to run your life. That's what anxiety does. So, so no, it's not okay to feel like, you know, everybody else is dealing with anxiety. So let me just settle in here and just kind of muddle through it. No, 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 no. It's not okay. It is not God's best for you. It is not his promise for you. It is not his will for your life that you suffer through anxiety. Oh my goodness. No, 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 it's not. So we get that in your spirit. It's not okay to, to, to accept anxiety as your lot in life. No, it's not. Okay. And so, so, you know, and I say this to you that we've, we've been equipped as, 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 as people of God, we've been equipped. And if you're not saved, let me tell you something, you can get saved, you know, let's, let's do this. Let's do it right now. If you're not saved, listen, Listen, all you have to do is believe in your heart that God is God. He is who he is. He, he is who he says he is. He, he is the omnipotent, all-powerful God. And that he sent his son, Jesus. And he sent his son, Jesus, for you, for me, for everybody in this world, because he loved us so much. And Jesus died on that cross for us. He suffered, bled, and died, and went through all the things that, that the enemy wants us to think we have to go through. He went through all of it. And he defeated all of it. He went to the cross and he defeated. He defeated death. He shed his blood for us. And he not only did all of that, he, 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 he rose from the dead and he conquered death, hell, the grave and everything else that goes under that. OK. And so if you confess with your mouth and believe with your heart that Jesus Christ is risen from the dead, you shall be saved. That's what it takes. Believing in your heart and confessing that confessing is saying, I declare it. I decree it. It, 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 it. I'm not ashamed of it. So right now, in the name of Jesus, say, I believe that God is the father, the, the creator of the universe. He created me. I believe in the name of Jesus that that he sent Jesus as my as my savior. I accept him into my heart. I renounce anything that I've done against his will. I repent uh, for doing things my own way. And in the name of Jesus, I believe in my heart and now say out of your mouth, confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord, that Jesus is your savior, that God is your father and that you are saved now in Jesus name. That's simple. So I pray that you pray that prayer. If not, rewind back and say it. And receive the redemption that you need. But what I'm saying is this. I precursored that with this. Saved. Now that you're saved. Those who have been saved. Some have been saved for years. Listen. We have been given the ability. The ability. The might. The power. The strength. The grace. <laughs> within us to defy all odds. Come on now. In his word. He says you will go through the fire. And you shall not be burned. Not only that. You won't even have the smell of smoke on you. Come on. That's defying all odds. Come on now. You, 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 you'll go through the water. You'll pass through the water. The waters. I'm talking about the deep waters. The, 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 the waters that are the, the so deep. You know. You can't even reach the bottom of it. I mean. Come on. You, you'll pass through that. And you won't drown. Come on, that's defying all odds. You can be wallowing in it for years and years, for days and days, but you won't drown. That's defying all odds. Come on now, think about it. Uh, you know, uh, the three Hebrew boys that went into the fiery furnace. They defied all odds. 
Come on now, Daniel and the lions did. Come on now. And you look, you're, you're a living example that you've defied all odds. You got delivered from, from sickness and disease and God has kept you and he's delivered you from drugs and alcohol. He, he set you free. He, he's done all these things. And, and, and now we come up to this time and this day and this age with all that's going on and you, and you want to believe the lie of the enemy that he's going to overtake you and take you out with anxiety? No, 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 that is not God's will. So you have in you the ability to defy all odds. I don't care what's against you because the word says, if God is for you, look, it don't matter. It doesn't matter what is against you. It doesn't matter what's stacked up against you, what odds are against you. If God is for you, you have the ability to defy all odds. So it doesn't matter what, what you've lost. It doesn't matter what you don't have. It doesn't matter what you've gone through. It doesn't matter if you're at your lowest. It doesn't matter where you are, what circumstance you feel may have taken you out. It doesn't matter if you've gone through divorce, if you've gone through a loss of a loved one. It doesn't matter if you've gone through multiple loved ones that you've lost. It doesn't matter what you have experienced. You have the ability to defy all odds. What odds am I talking about the odds that the enemy says that if you go through these things, you're going to be taken out. You're going to lose your mind. You're going to, you're going to lose everything. You're, you're not going to make it. Those are the odds I'm here to tell you that you have the capability to defy. And guess what? You listen to this podcast, you are defying the odds because you should have been gone a long time ago, but you have defied it. Why? Because the power of the living God has stepped in and kept you Glory to God. That's something to shout about. Glory to God. So I'm here to tell you that anxiety doesn't have to take you out. But listen, there are some things that that you need to do if you recognize that anxiety is on board, that you are allowing anxiety to dwell with you. Okay. Um, So there are some things. Okay. And so the biggest thing I think it's getting a resolve in your mind that God's got you. God has got you. Look, there's a number of things that I can do for you, but there's nothing greater and stronger and more powerful than to know that God's got you. Your family members may be able to pull you out of a certain situation. You may have financial distress to the point where you just can't think, well, somebody can bless you and give you some money, but that ain't the answer. It may help to remedy some things temporarily, but if you don't have the resolve of that God's got you no matter what, because you can best believe as you go down the road, something else is going to come. But what's going to happen with that? How are you going to handle that? Because God tells us in this world, you're going to have tribulation. In this world, you're going to have trouble. You're going to have things that will come your way. So if you don't know how to handle this trouble, if you don't know how to put this trouble in its place, then I'm telling you, the money is not your answer. Uh, It's not your answer. If you think that getting married is your answer for your distress of dealing with singleness, no. You're going to find out when you get in that marriage that now it's double. It could be double the trouble. It can be double the issue, double the person, double the emotion, double the, you know what I'm saying? So are you capable of handling? So if you can't handle things by yourself and, 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 and recognize that if my resolve is in 
in God, that God's got me, that God can help me even in my singleness, even in my, you know, not having this person or that person to help me get out of this. Okay. Then you, you then, then, like I said, whenever uh, another type of trouble comes your way, you, you won't have the tools that you need. You won't have the, 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 um, the, the things that you need to know, the resolve, the revelation that you need to have on the inside of you to know that you can get through whatever you're going through. Okay. And so, so you got to know that God's got you. Isaiah 35, four says this, say to those who have an anxious heart, be strong. Fear not. Behold, your God will come with vengeance. With the recompense of God, he will come and save you. Come on now. That's that's how the three Hebrew boys were in the fiery furnace. They were like, King Nebuchadnezzar, you know, uh, you know, we we are not careful to answer you in this thing because, you know, you can put us in the fiery furnace and 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 we may get burned up, you know, but I'm resolved that even if he, if, if we do get burned up, we're going to get burned up in God. <laughs> we're going to be consumed in him. God is going to rescue us in some way or another. So it may not be through the way you think that he's going to rescue, but God's going to do it because God cannot fail. He won't fail and he won't fail us. Amen. So that's what the resolve that you have to have in your spirit that God's got you. Okay, not your money, not not somebody else's money, not somebody else's resources, not somebody else's life. No, 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 no. Where you are, God's got you. Okay, and so first Peter five, seven says that's why when you recognize that God's got you, then you're able to cast all of your anxiety on him because, you know, he cares for you. God's not having left you hanging. He's not forgotten about you. He's not, you know, overlooking you. No, he's looking right at you. But guess what? You're not looking at him. You've turned your back on God. You're looking away from God whenever you allow anxiety to to call God's bluff to say to rear its ugly head and to say that it's bigger and better than God. Yay. Something to think about, huh? I pray that there's conviction in your heart because remember what I said about conviction? It will cause you to change. It will cause you to move towards a resolve. God, what must I do to to, to turn this thing around and to be obedient to that, right? Okay, so Psalms 94, 19 says this, when anxiety was great within me, this is David talking. He says, your consolation brought joy to my soul. The consolation and knowing God, you're there for me. God, you'll never leave me for, or forsake me. That's consolation. Him, him consoling me in his word, him consoling me, even by, you know, other, you know, other, other saints. Cause sometimes you can be so caught up in believing the lie of the enemy and anxiety can have such a hold on you. When somebody tries to speak truth to you, 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 it doesn't give you consolation because you rejected it. But when you are open to receive it, it brings consolence. It brings a soothing of your soul. It soothes your doubts. It calms your fears. <laughs> An encouraging word. So you got to be open to receive encouragement for people because, you know, sometimes when I've, I've dealt with people who have had 
uh, so much anxiety on them. They, they close their ears. They, their ears are dull of hearing. They're like deaf ears. They don't want to hear what you're saying because they're so caught up on or in their circumstance and their situation that even when you are delivering hope, that you are even when you're ministering hope, you can't receive it. So you got to be willing to open up your heart to receive the consolation that may come from somebody else that may, that comes from his word, that comes from the ministry of the word, that comes from a worship, worship songs and, 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 and songs and hymns. These are all things that God uses to console us, to let us know it's going to be all right. I got you. Glory to God. God's got you. So, so before you can move anywhere, from anxiety, you've got to resolve. God's got you. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And then as you do that, then you've got to be willing to, to, to commit to the process that's going to happen. So I, I admonish you to go back to the previous podcast, uh, Mental Health, dealing with um worry and with stress because that lays out what to do with uh, worry and stress. And it, it, it tells you how to deal with your thoughts. It tells you how to, to, to allow God to be your source and your strength and to put your trust in him. These are all things that have been abandoned when anxiety comes on board. Um, you know, casting down imaginations, thoughts, and reasonings. When anxiety comes on, those thoughts that 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 are friends with anxiety, that's the language of an anxiety, oh, just oozing with negativity, just infested with negativity. Those thoughts have captivated you as opposed to you captivating those thoughts and punishing it with the word of God. So please, 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 please go back and, 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 and meditate on it. Listen to it over and over and over again. The truth in God's word. It will set you free. The truth about how we are to govern our lives. This, this is what the scripture tells us when it deals with anxiety. It tells you how to think. It tells you what to do with it, with those thoughts. It tells you uh, how to keep those thoughts from coming back. It tells you how to handle when stress and, and, and all these things come your way. When trouble comes, it tells you what to do with tribulation. It tells you what to do with trials. It tells you, it warns you ahead of time, this is going to come, trouble's going to come, you know, tribulation is going to come, but this is what you do. It's laid out. In the word. So what I say to you is you have to be willing to stay the course in doing what the word prescribes. The word of God tells us this way. Don't get weary or grow weary in well-doing. That's what happens when you grow weary. Anxiety sets in and it overtakes you. It overwhelms you. It consumes you. Okay. Because growing is what it is it, something that occurs over time. <laughs> you know, when, when you're born, you didn't just become an adult the next day. No, you grew into becoming an adult. 
You know, everything that we do, and that's called the process. But 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 when you grow weary, that means that there has been a period of time and space that you have been dwelling on and wallowing in weariness. And weariness is negative thoughts, is a feeling of being overwhelmed and overtaken and pressured and just dragged into. So it's over a period of time. So if you have grown weary, which if you're dealing with anxiety, you have grown weary and well-doing. That means you have gotten caught up in being weary and now you're not able to continue on doing well. That's reading your Bible, meditating on the word, speaking the word of God, seeking God's face, worshiping God, praying, praying prayers full of faith, full of the word, meditating on his word day and night, not being um, uh, under in the counsel of the ungodly, uh, uh, um, not finding yourself sitting in the seat of the scorn for those who are scorning and, and damning and shaming, you know, your life in God. Stay the course. And if you've gotten off the course, God's grace is here. God's grace says, get back on track. You can start afresh. You start afresh now. You can start afresh right now by fixing in your mind, right? That God's got you, that getting that resolve, okay, I'm starting afresh. I'm starting anew, all right? So you got to be willing to stay the course. Stick with it. Be fixed on God. Hallelujah. Be fixed on his word. How do you do that? Just like you do anything else that you want to want, want to stick to you. <laughs> you, you, you keep it before you, right? You, you keep going over it over and over and over again, right? You, 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 you post it on your, your mirror in front of you when you get yourself dressed. You put a reminder on your phone, right? You, 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 you listen to it, you know, on, on your, your phone. You, 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 you play the word in, in your house and, 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 and you constantly keep it before you. You keep out the negative stuff, listening to negative reports, negative news. What you hear, faith comes by hearing. Okay, so that part, faith comes by hearing. It didn't really say that you only get faith by hearing the, you know, that, 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 that only you only get faith by hearing the word of God. Okay, it says faith comes by hearing and your hearing should be by the word of God. Okay, so, so hearing, that means that hearing is a constant, not just heard. Okay, what you heard yesterday or just a while ago, but faith cometh by hearing. So that means you get faith for what you hear. So if you're hearing negative reports, faith is going to come. But the word of God tells us hear, hear by the word of God. Your hearing should be hearing the word of God constantly, not hearing bad news, bad reports. Sure, we want to be aware of what's going on around us. So we want to, don't want to be ignorant of that. But if you keep on hearing the same thing over and over and over again, then what do you get? You get faith for it and that's what you believe in and that's what you look for and that's what you expect, right? So stay the course on hearing the word of God. The other thing is this, you know, God would have made us an island if we didn't need each other. You know, the first thing he did, I mean, 
he created Adam, right? And then what did he do? He created created a companion for Adam, right? Because there was a need. Okay. And then not only did he create a companion for Adam, he created a family structure, a support system for Adam and Eve. Thus, we have support, we have relationships, we have mentorship, we have camaraderie, we have uh, companionship, we have all of those things that come from needing someone else other than ourselves, okay? And so I, w- I want to tell you this. Uh, most of the time, we know when we need help, but pride sets in and tells us, no, I don't want no one to know about what I'm, what's going on in my life or no, I can do this myself because I don't want people to, to see me as weak um, as lowly as, you know, especially if you've been a person that's been strong and you, and you've handled your business and done all these different things and you accomplished these different things. And then somehow or another, you find yourself in a place where anxiety has gripped you and got you. Pride can set in. So you have to watch pride. Pride says, I don't need anybody else, even though, you know, you need help. Pride says I can do this by myself even though you know you're not doing so well by yourself. So you got to recognize we need others, okay? So we need a family structure uh, to help us. And we need, um, you know, a, a structure, uh, not only that's our biological family, and maybe you might, you might not even have a biological family set up to help you, God will have it in such a way where he will have neighbors that will care for you. It could be a neighbor that's across the street, but he'll have it. There could be coworkers that will care for you or a friend that will care for you. And it may, they may not be in your family. God has a way of sending people our way because that's what he created us to care for other people, to love others because God so loved the world. What? He gave his only son, right? And so we are made in his image and in his likeness. So we are created to care for other people, not only to care, to serve, to, to help, to, to empower other people. That's who we are. Okay. So it's beyond ourselves. So, so you got to recognize you need help and there's nothing wrong with saying, I need help. There's nothing wrong with going to a family member to say, look, I recognize I need help. And um, and you'll find that when you do that, you will see that what you thought or how you thought family would treat you after you told them you need help will surprise you. People are here for you and you deprive them of the opportunity to help you get out of the pit that you're in. So you got to recognize you need help. Okay. So whether you go to a family member, a friend, um, you need to do that. You need to tell them. Sometimes it's at different degrees of help that we need from people. Sometimes it's 
I need you to pray for me. I just need you to have my back in prayer and to to be there to support me as I work through this thing. But I'm not going to stay stuck in here. okay? or it may be that they may have to help you to greater degrees, um, help you to to even seek someone that professionally can help you um, to go and to to seek somebody that can counsel you, that can, you know, you know, whether it be a pastor or a therapist. And, and, I, and I say this, I've, I'm a strong believer that pastors and therapists should work together because sometimes, you know, if you have a strong Christian counselor and that word Christian these days is used very loosely. And sometimes that word Christian can be used as a way of tagging or pulling in more people to, to get business. But to, I'm telling you, you know, if, if they don't have the same kindred spirit uh, as your pastor, um, then it can be a dangerous territory. So if so, so and so it's it, it would behoove you to even seek out counsel from your pastor or from your church because they can help you connect to somebody that, yeah, may be more professional and helping you to go through calculated steps of processing and working through and digging yourself out of this pit that you're in called anxiety. Okay. Um, but I've, I strongly believe that you need the biblical perspective of, of, of dealing with anxiety and getting out of it. Okay. So I believe that they should be handled hand in hand. Okay. And so, but the other thing to recognize is this, you know, seeking help because where you are, when you deal with anxiety, as I mentioned that we're not an island, not only do you deprive, you know, your loved ones and those people who care about you the opportunity to help you, but sometimes you can render them helpless or stress them out more because you're not seeking help. Okay. And sometimes you think, well, I don't want to bother anybody. I don't want to be a burden to anybody, but it becomes a burden when your loved ones see that you're not free. It holds them in bondage and it holds them captive because either you won't receive help, you don't recognize you need help or you, you, you know, whatever the state is, it, it, it holds them captive and it ties their hands to keep from doing whatever they can to help you out. So, you know, so you need help. Um, And then sometimes you can become to the other extreme where you're so dependent because you're putting the blame on so many other people. And when you put the blame on so many other people, you, you drag your loved ones into uh, your world and you're dragging them into your world. You're, you're accusing them of things. You're, 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 you're pressuring them to, 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 to feel like they're responsible for your plot in life. And no, you are responsible for where you are, but you don't have to be condemned in that. You have to take responsibility for you're the one that hasn't dealt with your thoughts 
You're the one that hasn't disciplined yourself to to captivate your thoughts, to cast down the wrong thoughts and to be fixed on the right thoughts and to be fixed on Jesus, God, the father and all that he has to give to us. Okay, you have to recognize that you're the one that, you know, at night, you're the one that's thinking on all the negative things. So take responsibility for where you are and stop blaming your loved ones. They want to help you, but no one's going to put up with um, you, you constantly coming at them as if they're the reason for where you are. They're going to step away. They're going to, you know, uh, uh, ignore your calls or, uh, you know, uh, not answer your calls because if they know you're coming with the same thing all the time, then, then that becomes toxic to them and that becomes a burden. But when you truly reach out and say, I'm going to own up to where I am, I'm going to take responsibility. And yeah, there's some things that may have been beyond your control, but you still have control of where you go with your life. You can you can continue to relinquish that control to somebody else or some other circumstance or situation to say, well, I am where I am because of this. Or you can say, well, I'm going to take allow this thing to make me better, to push me into the presence of God, to push me into the favor of God, to push me into the victory of God, to push me into the abundance and and all that God has for me. I'm going to allow this thing to make me better. It's not going to take me down and take me out. So I say to you, seek help, whether it's going to a loved one, going to a pastor, going to a Christian counselor that truly has a kinder spirit, that's truly biblically based on the word of God, that's truly taking time through those sessions. If they say I'm a Christian counselor, that means if you being counseled, that means that they're taking biblical principles that you are well aware of and that they are putting it into practice with techniques, strategies, strategies, all of those things. Okay, I understand that and calculated steps, but it needs to be biblical. Because I don't, you, you, I don't believe that you can be set free totally if you're doing it one way. Okay, so you need both. All right, so seek out that help. And Psalms thirty four seventeen says, "When the righteous cry for help, the Lord hears and delivers them out of all their troubles." And so I believe that you can be delivered from all of your troubles. It doesn't matter what you're going through. It doesn't matter how, how long you've been dealing with it. It doesn't even matter if you've been taking medication and all of those things. And even at that, if you're taking medication, don't be condemned in, in that. Take it, but believe God that as you go through the process of deliverance, that you'll be delivered from the medication. Sometimes you need to take it in order to get you to that place. But, but but believe me too to this that God is well able to eradicate it totally <laughs> suddenly you know so so no matter what stage you are you know um uh, uh be willing to go the distance and to go the course all right and let me leave this with you lastly know the plans that God has for you okay because when you know the plans that God has for you all right then there's hope. When you've lost hope, then when there's no hope, you give up. When there's no hope, you stop trying. When there's no hope, 
you 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 have no reason to wake up. Okay, these are things that happen when when there's hopelessness. Okay, and so, but when you know the plans of God, okay, because in Jeremiah twenty nine eleven says, "For I know the plans I have for you." Okay, and it says to plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. When you know that God plans to prosper you, and when God he's not he's not harming you, the devil is okay. Not God, all right? And and he, he has hope for you. That means when you have hope, you have a future. There's plans for you. There's plans for him to, to prosper you and not just to prosper you for your own self, but plans to help take you to a life of fulfillment where you're serving other people, where you're, you're, you're snatching other people out of the pit of hell uh, because you're witnessing to them and, and, and you're blessing them uh, with the truth that you've received in your freedom. Okay, so know the plans that God has for you. All right. So let's 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 rehearse this. Let's let's um review this. Know that God's got you, right? All right. And you need to pray. All right. Go to God in prayer because you know God's got you. Stay the course, right? Seek help and know the plans that God has for you. I know this has been a blessing to you. And my prayer is that you'll take it to heart and you'll go through the steps. Share this with some loved ones that you know are going through this. Share with them the previous podcast about worry and stress and this podcast as well. So I know it's been a blessing and I believe that you'll be set free and that you are being set free. Hallelujah. Even if I have ministered this word to you. So I want you to like it, right? Share it and comment what God has done for you. God bless you. This has been another episode of Changing Lives. Be sure to subscribe to stay updated on new episodes. Also, find us on the web at mountgileadfgim.org and follow us on Instagram at mountgileadfgim.